0: Hullet by Madison Scott Clary R.J. Brewster, 2112 Time is a finger pointed at itself, Aude informed Priscilla. This, Priscilla, not the real one, no, the one A created, the one A dreamed. That it might give the world orders. The world is an audience before a stage where it watches the slow hours progress. The cat purred to him. It was wrong to instruct a cat to be anything other than a cat, so, despite the dreamscape's submission to her whims, Prissa remained Prissa. There was no influencing felinity. Similarly, it was wrong to puppet one's friends, and so Aude had remained in silence, in solitude. No puppet of Sasha telling him that it was stuck. No need. If there were any doubt to the fact, it was dashed upon meeting the bug which had trapped him here, that porcelain-faced demon who need not guard the entrance, for the entrance had been destroyed. No, not destroyed. Its very existence had been negated. It had never been. There was no going back because there was no going and there was no back. This was the world as it had always been. This is the world as it will always be. And yet, you seem kind of frozen, kind of stuck in a few ways. Was A stuck? Perhaps, yes. If so, then so be it. A would sleep. A would dream. And A would make. A would create. It would forge, not hone. It would build the world they would live in, if this was to be the world they would die in. It would have it be precisely as they would want. And why not, he told himself, in this end of days I must reach for new beginnings. So he created. The far wall of her London flat was gone now, opening out into the open space behind their childhood home the comfort of one home leading directly out into the comfort of the next. The smooth, hardwood floor, worn almost to softness by decades of use, transitioned smoothly to short grass prairie. A could sit at her desk chair, remolded to accommodate a fox's tail, and watch the turbines turn laconically in the breeze. When A slept, and A did, A would bring about sunset. Had the day been clear, clouds would move in, not Many, but enough to pick up a riot of colors as the light dipped from white down through yellow, orange, red, salmon, purple. And then the sun would be down, and they would sit at the threshold of the two worlds, of the two times and two universes, and enjoy the scents and sounds that night brought them. Dream senses. Heightened senses, as a fox might have. And then it would bring back into being the wall between the worlds and sleep. They would find their room the perfect temperature. It would be cold enough that I would need blankets, but not so cold as to be uncomfortable. And Prissa would come curl up next to him, and they would pet her while she dozed, and they would sleep without dreaming. They would wake again, however longer later, and walk the world. Who knew how long I slept? Who cared? What meaning had time? Had I been lost for days? For years? I did not count. Did not keep track in some tally carved in stone. For A was not trapped. A lived for hundreds of days in there, for dozens, for mere hours. A was completely free. We are the moats and the stage lights. A promised himself, beholden to the heat of the lamps. A would wake and walk the world. It would walk the valley in the prairie. It would fall to all fours and dig her fingers into the soil. It would poke her snout into the tickling stalks of grass and breathe the scent of life. Dear the wheat and rye under the stars. And the sun would rise. It would dream himself a new shape. It would dream himself beyond this amalgam of human and fox, and there would be no rising from all fours. It would be a fox, then, and her name was unspeakable by those who walked on two legs. A fennec, out of place and time. Displaced to here, in the middle of North America. Displaced to now, this meaningless moment. It would be a fox and scamper between the tussocks. It would come across a stream and drink of cool water. It would lift her gaze to find an old-growth forest of oak and maple. Old growth, imagine. It would scamper between the trunks and through the humus and moss, for those were things that must be in a forest. And then they would break through the forest and come across a pebble-strewn beach. A beach, here, in the middle of the continent. What wonders dreams held. And then they would rise to two feet once more. It would be Aude once more, short, lithe, a memory stronger in so many ways than that of R.J. Who was R.J.? A vehicle for Aude? Ade, a slim two-legged fox clad in a cornflower blue skirt trimmed with embroidered dandelions. And why not? Why not be clothed in something comfortable and soothing? And they would walk the beach in the summer heat, teasing the tide with their steps. The water, cool, would lap against her feet playfully, leaving the fur damp and clinging to her skin. What was missing? Hmm. Ah, yes. Gulls! There above him, gulls dreamed along with a breeze tinged with the salt tang of sea. Cry gulls, cry. And perhaps the sun would grow too hot, for was that not a thing the sun did on beaches? But look! There in the distance, pebbles faded to sand, and towering above that sand, shady palms. It would sit and look out over the ocean, and there, dreaming above the waters, a squall line crossed. and. Maybe it would go home, maybe not. There were no obligations. What mattered time, after all? If I walk backwards, time moves forwards, a reasoned out loud. If I walk forward, time rushes on. If I stand still, the world moves around me, and the only constant is change. And perhaps the world was moving around him, what care day? Had I been able to influence that world, to enact any sort of change, perhaps they would have. Had I been able to share this knowledge of viruses and routines, of stolen votes and stolen lives, perhaps they would have. But I could not. All I could do was dream. Dream spires of color rising from the sea in graceful arcs. Dream the rattle of dry grass. Dream the scent of new rain. Dream the sand beneath their feet, dream the names of all things, dream a slow descent into fractal madness. You've been listening to Kohelet by Madison Scott Clary, book one of the Post-Self Trilogy. Read by the author. Kohalette and this podcast are released under a Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution Non-Commercial ShareAlike license. Music by Chad Crouch, released under a Creative Commons 3.0 Attribution Non-Commercial license. Kohalette is available as a paperback and ebook at Kohallet.Macio.Inc. That's q-o-h-e-l-e-t-h dot m-a-k-y-o dot i-n-k. If you'd like to support more of my writing, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash makyo. That's patreon.com slash m-a-k-y-o. Thanks for listening.